Hey, welcome along to the Strategy and Conversions podcast. I'm Jamie Michael Joseph, and as always, I'm joined by Mark Tsana. Mark, Hello. we're now on episode 27. Seven. You know, we're just stacking them all up. Obviously, last week we did episode 26. We said that's a, a half a year, six yeah. months worth worth of podcast. Now we're on to the next six months, right? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> Doing yeah. it all again. Um, we, we talked in the last podcast as well. We basically said that we we look at a, the kind of topic around your offer and the messaging in how and how you put that out. Um, obviously, that's a, something that we discussed a couple of podcasts ago as well, because this question came up in the webinar that we did. Yeah. Where someone said, "What's the most important thing?" And you know, I said the offering. You said the messaging. Yeah. And when we actually went through it, it's like, well, actually, we're talking the same thing, but you know, it's, it's how we, we approach it from different angles, Yeah, you know? And it's like, together, those two things need to be together yeah. to really make things happen, you know? So it's like, they, you know, we, we don't really have it just separately, you know, right. because right. what one without the other doesn't quite work. And that's what we'll get into now. Yeah. Uh, obviously, last podcast, we talked about how you can leverage other people's audiences. And we talked about having something there that you have the proof of concept, you know, so you can go to someone and say what you have. But also to do that, you have to have the right offer. Mm. You have to have the right message in order for them to, for one, be, you know, interested in what you're saying, but for two, for it to be appealing to their audience or any audience that yeah. you have, you know. So I guess that's what we'll talk about in this episode. Yeah, they. I mean, they are intertwined, aren't they? The whole offering messaging, and I understand. Yeah, I also understand that we can talk. We've we 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 got a even got a training course on how to pre-sell your course. So there is a kind of the messaging that can be that can be created before you to actually get the what uh, the to test the warmth of the uh, of a potential audience. But ultimately, you've got to you've got to have something certainly in on the back burner ready to go, and you can't just message. You can't just put out messaging if you don't have the product. And by the same token, if the product if the product's there but the message is not, then the product's not going to shift. That's exactly it. Yeah, I think what what we'll do as well. I think if we, I think it probably makes sense to kind of do this kind of topic as a bit of a series. Yeah. So okay. What, yeah. It's good. What idea. we could do is is in this episode now we'll talk about your offering and your messaging together, how they intertwine and and why they're both important. And then maybe the next episode would would dive deeper into the offering and how to structure out the offering in, in more kind of depth. And then we'll get into, you know, the third part in the series being around the messaging. Yeah. And we'll get into the kind of, you know, that that psychology side that you deal with, you know, and then obviously that, that way for, for you listening, you know, you get the whole kind of rounded view of it um, and understand it a little bit more. Um, but I think that the reason that I, I think it would be good to talk about this, this the, the reason I brought up on the last podcast is, after we had that question on the webinar, you know, I kind of, I kind of reflect on, on all stuff. Like I, I love it when we get questions, you know, yeah. because it's, it's like putting you in the place of, you know, what everyone else is thinking. Mm -hmm. I think, we, I think sometimes whatever kind of field you're in, if you're an expert in, in a certain kind of industry or, or whatever your, your knowledge and expertise are, you, you sometimes, you know, you're a couple of levels above. Yeah, exactly. You don't you don't always look at what the small problems are that people are facing. Yeah, yeah. you know, and sometimes you just want to hear those, and that's when it's good for for stuff like that in the webinar questions to come out, or even, you know, we we always say on on the podcast as well. We say, look, if there's anything you want us to talk about, or anything that you you feel that you know um, 
it wasn't quite clear or something like that that we, we were discussing, then just email us over or message us on, on the social media platforms. You know, we'll be happy to, to discuss that in, in more kind of detail. But I mean, some of those questions were great where you get to sit back and reflect and go, okay, how can we get, get some more information out there to help people who, yeah, you yeah. know, and that whole kind of thing with what, what, where do I start? What, what's the, the best thing to start with? Or, you know, what's the most important thing? And then, yeah, I think I think that question stemmed that the question that stemmed that kind of thought process, wasn't it? Is uh, what is the one number one? Was it the, yeah? What is the what is the most important thing? The number one skill I need in business, or what's the most important thing that I need to get right in business? And that's where we started. Really, it was it was we answered the question. And then, as you said, we we talked about this time and time again. Actually, yeah. we keep coming back when we when we phone each other, when we speak to each other, we keep talking about this particular question. So. Um, that's what that's that's what you get from our expertise. You just carry on thinking well, about well, it. Well, this is it, you know. So we, we always say, don't we? I mean, the, the way how we've you know we we've got our free core products that we offer through strategy and conversions, our services there. Yeah. And the whole point is, is we said we don't just leave you to it. You know, we yeah. don't give you some sort of training or we give you some sort of service and then get on with it. Is that we're with you, you know, a, along the way. And that whole kind of thing is like you said, just one question. And we've gone over it, you know, several times. And what I guess the big realization for me, go, going back and reflecting on that question, is I'm looking at it and I'm going, well, yeah, look, for, for any client that comes in, we always look at whatever product or service they have. Yeah. You know, and we create it into what we call an offering. Yeah. So what we say is it's just like, look, it's something that you offer to people. I think sometimes when we say offer, a big confusion can be, are oh, you, you it's slashing prices or, you know, it's a special offer or, or something like that. The, the offer is just that, but what do you present to someone? You know, what do you offer someone in exchange for the value that they're going to pay? You know, what is that transaction there? So that's the offering. Yeah. But if you break it down, it doesn't matter if it's a course, if it's a membership, if it's a book, if it's a, you know, it's a, a one-to-one coaching program, if it's, you know, you're delivering a certain product, whatever it is, it, is, it doesn't matter because that core offering is still something of value that you're presenting to someone. Yeah, exactly. And that's the point, isn't it? it you, again, we mentioned this, yes, uh, we mentioned this on the, on the previous, uh, well, we meant, I know we mentioned this yesterday when we were time. chatting as well, yeah. but on the previous, uh, on the previous podcast, we've talked about, um, many times about this it's got to be valuable if it mm-hmm. if there is no value in that particular product if, if it isn't going to in, enhance the business owner's life in some way it doesn't matter how good your messaging is that product is going to flop because it's just a kind of an also round product isn't it and um, i think that's the whole point as you said it doesn't matter what you what you're offering um and through you know going through the categories that you did but um the point is it's got to be it's got to, it's 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 got to add value to that person's life in some way, and that's the thing as well. I mean, adding value, I think sometimes as well, and we again we talk about this so many times in, in different podcasts is that value can be really small. Yeah, it, it yeah. doesn't have to be massive. It doesn't have to be the end result. You know, it can be something simple as, do you know what you're feeling a little bit hungry? There's a shop there that sells sandwiches. You know, it's just like it solves a small problem. It adds value to you because it solves that problem, yeah. you know, but it could also be something really massive where you're just like, you know, what I, the, the whole kind of thing with, you know, in, in the UK or the the, um, the the gas and electric prices have, you know, gone up yeah. and they're saying well, it's going to be double. So, you know, it could be a case of you're going, I need to find another grand 
you know, another thousand pound over the next year now, you know, that I didn't, you know, I, I didn't need to find a week ago. How yeah. am I going to find that? If you're, if you're kind of living, you know, hand to mouth at the minute, like, and yeah. all of a sudden you've got to find another grand next year. Well, where do you find that from? You know, that's a, that's a bigger problem that you just say, right. Okay. I need to solve this problem. Yeah. But the whole thing there is that if you're offering whichever problem there you're trying to solve, you're still adding value to that person's life. Yeah. yeah. And that's what an offering does. It just adds value to give them whatever next step that is that they need, whether yeah. it's a big step, a small step or a side step, whatever. Yeah. I feel, look at it. Yeah. It's interesting to talk about that because um, it's in, if, if you look at how, Virgin Airways, the Vir- yeah, the the Virgins took on um, British Airways, uh, and and you know and became a quite a viable uh, airline. It's simply because, and you go from one extreme to the other. But from the Virgin point of view, they offered more. So they offered more luxury. They offered bigger seats. They offered this. They offered that. Um, British Airways were caught napping, and and they took a large slice of the market. By the same token, if you look at um, the the model that um, EasyJet and Ryanair have got, and the UK, these are in the UK or Europe airlines. I mean, love them or hate them, <laughs> they're just cutting everything right down, so it's cheap. Mm-hmm. They're, they're off. Their offer is, yeah, you get the flight, but we'll do it as cheap as we possibly can, and then, but you have to pay through. You have to pay through, you know, every every little extra bit, if you like, all the way through. But yeah. their models. So those are two extreme models when they've taken this. This one product and thought, right? How can we add value? Well, the low end, they 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 become a budget airline. That's the value they add to the budget stuff. And in the high end, Virgin and um, uh, and obviously other airlines now as well. They said, well, we're just going to give them a, a massive amount of luxury. Mm-hmm. So you know, they they they're finding their market and they're offering value that is appropriate for that particular market they're targeting. I think that that's some right there. You know, if you if you read between the lines on that as well you actually find a bit of a, a secret to, to marketing your, your offering. Because what happens a lot is that if you have some sort of service or product that you're selling and a competitor comes into the market, right, and they then either say that they're the best at something, right, or they're better than you for, for whatever reason, or they're actually more appealing to your client because maybe it's price, maybe it's, it's something else. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they offer more. Like you said, that you know, you offer more. The danger there is that you then try to beat them at that game. Yeah. So yeah. if the price is, is lower, you then lower your price, right? And that's just a race to the bottom because you're always then just going, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. further down. You also have the, the flip side is that, okay, look, we, we add more value. We stack more value and you start adding more, but you're just charging the same price. Yeah. Right? So now you're doing a lot more work and you're giving away a lot more for the same price. Yeah. And what happens there is what we need to do is we need to come out with something that is appealing in that, in that product or service, in that offering that stands apart from everybody else. Yeah. And once you do that, you have no competition. Yeah, that's true. People come to, you know, we, we call it a, a new realization. Mm-hmm. You know, so someone has a new realization put over what they can achieve mm. by having your offering, your product or service, that value you add in their life. And we talk, we talked about this on on the webinar actually, where we go through the the pyramid of of awareness, and we start talking about people may have a problem, they know and they don't know that this is the the solution, yeah, and they they may know that the solution exists, but they don't think they have a problem. And we said about you you see this quite a lot with people who are overweight and unfit, and they know that they could just eat less and work out more, and you know they could get to a healthy weight. 
but they don't and they just tickle along and, and everything's fine until yeah. the doctor tells them that listen you're gonna have a heart attack or you're gonna have diabetes or whatever it is unless you stop yeah. and then they stop that's a new realization because what happened is that they knew that the solution was there but they didn't think that they had a problem or a big enough yeah. problem or a big warrant yeah. the, the solution but that new realization has made them realize then they do have that big enough problem yeah and that's all we're looking to do as well within our marketing is that we can market our offering to show people that this is how we help you because there is this problem there there is this solution mm. yeah exactly and i think it's 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 yeah and the and the messaging that go yeah the message we're talking about there is 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 saying yeah we have the solution but also this 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 is a real problem for you as well you know for for that person because um just because they're ticking along you know and the, and in some cases they're going back to the person who's, who's over overweight and really needs to to lose some weight that it's the doctor that uh, that tells them you can be telling them beforehand if the messaging is good and, and they're and, and it appeals to their emotion this is the whole point again coming back into the buying isn't it if you just give out a message that you know you need to lose weight because blah, 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 and it's kind of like it's not it's just a factual thing you know you know the best you, you need to you have a better life you can do this da, da, da. and there's not really any emotion involved and the person reading it's like yeah yeah i know heard it all before bloody bloody but if you put in a, if you get to the emotion you're, you're struggling to get up the stairs and they think oh yeah am i out of breath i'm like oh i may be getting out of breath or are you are you finding your knees are creaky when you go downstairs all, all this kind of stuff and actually put something in there that is um a real emotion something they're feeling you know you know, when you go out walking the dog, do you find you're out of breath after about 100, you know, 100 metres? Yeah, I do, actually. Well, this is why. And all of a sudden you think, oh, shit, I've got that problem. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and that's exactly it. And that, that's what we're talking about, that new realisation. Yeah, and that's creating it, yeah. And, and that's what creates it. And, and that, that is, for me, that's where I've gone, okay, look, the offering and the messaging is together. Absolutely. It, no, I agree with you. It can't be yeah. separate, yeah. you know, yeah. because that there works together. The yeah. offering needs to be able to provide that outcome. Yeah. You know, it needs to be stacked in a way that, you know, you can achieve results for that client and, you know, you can articulate that in a certain way, but the messaging needs to support the new yeah. realization as, as well. Otherwise, yeah. so you, you, you're not going to sell. And I think this happens a lot with, I mean, if you look at it from a different angle, I mean, how many times have you heard people say, I am, my website's rubbish. Like it, it never gets any traffic. I never make any sales or anything like that. And it's like, well, listen, the, the website's fine. You know, it's just that no one's really seeing it because for one, no one knows it exists. You know, it's not showing up anywhere. No one's looking for it. So it, it's just off in the wind somewhere. No one really yeah. cares about it, right? And it's like that there, you can make a big difference just by getting people to it. Yeah. Right? But just by getting people to it doesn't mean that you're going to make sales. That's just part of the problem. Yeah. You know, when, once you get on there, the copy can, can be completely wrong. There can yeah. be no call to actions or anything like that. And, th and this is why I guess it also we, we've been through this on, on some podcasts before. This is my issue with things is that, that you have all those things like um, SEO and you have pay-per-click and you have social media and all this kind of stuff and they're tools. But people are selling them as shiny objects, the next big thing. All you need is this. And it will work, but but they're tools that support the whole mechanism yeah, of that, that yeah. client acquisition. And yeah. just having one of them doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work. You can have one that is really good, and it but the rest isn't going to work. And that's yeah. why the same thing coming back, 
offering and messaging that you can have one that works really well, you know, but it's not going to work in the whole system because no. the other side isn't there. Exactly right. You know, this is uh, uh, not an argument. This is a point I've held up with a lot of people I've spoken to in the past who's saying, that, oh, yeah, well, as soon as, you know, as, soon as our Facebook ads are, are, on, are, are out there, yeah, we'll be making loads. And you say, well, let's have a look at your ad. <laughs> you look at the ad and you think, no one's going to buy from that. It's just not, it's just not hitting any kind of spot at all. So what they're doing is they're pushing out their ad. And then, like you've just said in previous podcasts as well, they'll just say, oh, Facebook ads aren't working. It's like saying, oh, my website's not working. You say, well, let's have a look at the copy. But first of all, is it is it intuitive? You know, going back to the website as a product, for example, let's just take that and put that into the envelope of being a product. Do they go into the website and is it mobile friendly? Is it intuitive? Do people know where to go? Is it is this navigation easy? Those are basic. I know they're really basic things on a website, but I still see loads that don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first, and then there's, as you say, no call to action. Um, the copy doesn't really hit anything. And and especially then the website is, just becomes a brochure. Well, of course, nothing's going to happen on your website because you can't track how many people maybe read it but don't do anything on there. So, so I know there's probably tracking tools you can maybe do that nowadays. I don't know, but but um, it's not going to get get you anything unless it actually has a purpose. As you know, it's fit for the purpose. Um, so it's and, and so the Facebook ad, which is getting somebody to that website or getting someone to a landing page or whatever. And if it's not written well, if it's not actually helping at all, people might click onto that, look at the landing page, and then think, ah, "I'm not really interested." So you've just lost, well, you just paid for a click that is not going to be any use to you because the landing page, again, as a, you know, this is almost like a separate product, isn't it? Your landing page is a product to get them to go onto something else. That bridging product, if that's not any good, they're not going to go onto the next thing that you're asking for. You yeah, ask them to click on. Yeah, it comes back to, as you've mentioned it before, is that everything needs to have a purpose. Oh yeah, yeah, and and it's like everything we put together needs to have a purpose for, you know, the next step or whatever it is that we're trying to achieve, and that yeah. that whole thing. And this is going a bit, you know, we're, we're going sideways on on what we're talking about here. But yes. just, just that thing, but just that thing that you said about about tracking, you know, is that yeah. you know there, there are some great tools out there for tracking, but there's also people that just kind of they they do generic tracking. So yeah. that whole kind of thing of like how many people have come to your website now. I would probably say even a couple of years ago, right? That that was a strong data metric that I would look at. Mm. So we're working working with a client. You know, we want to get some data. We want to look at how many people come to your website. But you know what? It doesn't even matter how many people come to your website because yeah. you know right right now it's like, but do you really? You know, if you had a shop and you know people come in and stuff like that and they don't buy, you know, who cares? Yeah, you know, you want the ones who, who are buying. You want the data on on who's buying. So actually, yeah. you know, that we what well, and we've set up, mate. I mean, again, you know, bigging ourselves up as well. We we've got the the pentagon of, of momentum. It's the five key areas that you need to track. Yeah, but this is for each product or service. It's not for your business. No, no. You know? And that, and that's how we get to track is because it's for an individual yeah. uh, offering. What we don't want is just someone coming to your website just to browse and have a little look around, you know? It's like that can convert into a customer. Of course it can. And we want that there, you know, just in, in case people stumble across it. But when yeah, we're doing our marketing and we're drawing people in, we don't just want them to go onto our website and have a look around. No, exactly. It's it's uh, it's That's kind of a vanity metric, isn't it? A bit like um, yeah. 
posts on LinkedIn and that's exactly that. How many views have I got? And you think, oh, great. Yeah, I've, got, I've had a, I've had 300 views, 400 views. You say, yeah, but how many people have interacted? Oh, I've got one comment. You think, well, okay, that's the most important thing is you've got one comment. And was it of any, it was it any constructive comment or was it just, oh, this is, yeah, that's a good point. That's, that, again, that's rubbish, isn't it? So the only, the only way that that helps, knowing how many people, how many views you have, or how many people land on your website is that when you got people so you you could then have a number of people who buy from your website it gives you a, met, a metric to say okay out of how many out of this many people that came you know the however many hundred only one people bought what's the problem with that and that yeah. gives you that gives you another insight but just that how many people landed on my website thing is yeah nowadays is just yeah you only get a small conversion that's the thing is you're only ever going to get a small conversion from the amount of people that land on on your website but like you said if you had you know if you had the landing page that was all for opting in for a particular product we can measure that you know quite in depth yeah yeah. going going even further sideways but just a quick kind of story on this as well like this is where you you do have to be careful with, with who you listen to and what you look at and stuff because that whole kind of data, like Google Analytics, for example, you know, everyone should have that because it gives you some sort of, you know, insight into what's happening. But what used to happen is before Google Analytics, you would get some statistics from your hosting pl- platform. So your hosting provider, and they used to put it as hits. Mm. So what, what would happen is now, so just say, for instance, you've got a visitor come to your site. That's one visitor, mm. right? But what used to happen is one visitor came to your site, a hit would count for like however many different things they see on your on your page. So if you've got a menu, well, that's one hit. You know, you've got a logo, that's two hits. You've got a picture, that's three hits. You've got some some script there, you know, it's four. You've then got a call to action box, it's five. And all of a sudden, one person coming to your site counts as 17 hits, you know? And that's before they even go onto another page. So like, you know, you could get like a web developer then and talk with people like, oh yeah, your website's had, you know, 500 hits this this month. And it's like, what does that actually mean when you you like bring it all down? Is that, you know, seven people clicked on your website? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, there are some some metrics that happen within Google Analytics that, you know, you can look at and they look really good. And then you start breaking down. The biggest one is that you, you get people who say, oh yeah, I've had X amount of 100 people come to my site, you know, this month or whatever it is. And you look at it and they can be a small, um, a small business operating in a local area. You know, that's all they operate in. And they're getting visitors from Russia, China, India, and they're usually hackers and stuff like this, trying to get in or, or bots or whatever it is. But they're not relevant because yeah. they're never going to be a customer to you. They're not going to yeah. come in and buy from you next week yeah. or, yeah. you know, book a, book a session in the, the salon or whatever it is. <laughs> it's not going to happen. And it's that sometimes like these kind of metrics, you, not so much that you have to be savvy to interpret them, but you just have to be savvy enough to go, okay, I'm just going to take that chunk out. Yeah. You know, that's and, right. and then look at stuff. And this is, again, look, like I said, we're going sideways and sideways on this, but the whole point there was, is that look, there's so much that happens, but all that kind of stuff is irrelevant. Until if you yeah. don't have the right kind of product. Yeah. 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 You know, what, what needs to happen here is that we are counting the buyers. Yeah, that's 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 the point, isn't it? I mean, the for your for your offering and, and your messaging, um, the point is you 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 look at your you've got to be brutally honest about messaging. And I I've I've got it 
and you know in the time in the past i've written copy for people and you think well why was that not bringing anybody in and then just by changing a headline to be a real sort of dramatic headline has made such a huge difference but you've got to be brutally honest if your copy is not working don't be vested in sort of saying, oh, yeah, but it took me hours to write. This is really great. And I didn't... It, it, you may like your copy. It doesn't mean to say that the rest of the world is going to like your copy. They might just just ignore it. So so one thing about um, you know, the messaging of when it comes to your copy, you cannot be proud about your messaging. You write it knowing that there's bound to be things that you can improve on. It'll never be perfect. And so you, the whole point about going back to your testing is absolutely crucial. Test every element of it. If it's not working and you still think the product is quite viable, then is the headline wrong or is the first paragraph wrong? Or are you not? is there a sentence that is not hitting the, the pain point enough that someone might have? You've got, to, you, you've got to be prepared to edit and edit and edit and test. That's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah, we, we, we've... Again, we haven't said it in, in a while actually on, on the podcast, you know, and that's because we we basically created our, our own version of this. But we talked a number of times about the slight edge and the compound effect. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we we've created our, our own version of that called the momentum spiral. You know, you'll yeah. see the theme, everything's doing momentum, right? Yeah, but, yeah. But that whole thing of, yeah, okay, look, you can start off small and you build up and you build up and the spiral gets bigger as you go up, you know, because you're you're improving and you're making it better. I think that whole thing with marketing is that it doesn't matter if it's your offering, if it's your messaging or if it's your front end process or whatever tools you're using. Yeah, it's never finished. No, no. It's, it's never finished. You're always looking to improve it, make it better. And I think that's a big thing there that people make a mistake on is that they either look at it as they go, right, done, finished, get it out there, you know, and think that it's done then. Or they put it out there, and it doesn't work and they just go, well, it didn't work. And then they go away. Yeah. It's like in, in both situations, you know, you need to either improve it, you know, and keep checking and see what's happening, you know, or if it doesn't work, you need to look at why and how you can improve it. And and that that applies exactly, exactly the same to your offering. So yeah. you have your messaging, you've got to test your messaging, test and improve your messaging because it's never a finished, uh, never a finished product, if you like, and nor is your product. Nor is your offering, because what you need to do is that offering is as soon as you've got a product, I'm not saying never put it out there, but you put a product out there into the market, you need to test what people talk, what people think of it. So again, you know, customer surveys, all this kind of stuff comes in, um, but really good good questions. But look at what you think. So you 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 can you can actually get a kind of a a focus group in place. Say, okay, what is, and instead of saying, this is the product I've got, isn't it wonderful? You just say, what is wrong with this product at the moment? And people start to come back with ideas. And all of a sudden you'll think, oh, okay, yeah, maybe we can incorporate that. So you're constantly reviewing and creating your product to be better. And it's the same with the copy. So, so your product is always going through this continual improvement cycle. The same with your copy. So that, you know, and like you said, it's never finished. You, the product that you offer, you can never, I don't think there's any product that anybody can say that's the best product we can ever have. It's always places you can improve. I think, I think as well, I mean, you get this, this term for that kind of process come up. I don't like it. And I'll explain why in a minute, but it, it does make sense. And you get MVP. So you oh, get yeah. min, minimum viable product. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it makes sense because what you're doing there is you're creating a product that you're just seeing if people are interested yeah. and people want to buy. The reason I don't like it is you're not all in. 
you're not making the, the product that people do want. You know, what you can do is you can create a product that you're fully behind and that people will want, and then you can still improve it and make it even better and more people will buy. But in that beginning, if you just go with, again, I can't find a, a better word here, but a half-assed attempt in like, you know, just, oh, that, that I do, you know, we'll, we'll see if anyone wants to buy that or, you know, I'm, I need to get some money in. So what I do is I'll tell people I've got a little program that I'm running and yeah, I'll just say I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And we'll put that out that I do. We'll see if anyone buys. No one's going to buy because it's just, a, they can just tell that you're just putting something together for the sake of it, or it's, it doesn't really solve their problem. Where if you can see what the issue is that someone has, you've worked out exactly how to help them. And then when you are delivering that, you're seeing ways in which you can improve it and make it better. For the next time that you offer it to someone, yeah. you're always evolving and you're making it better. Yeah, and and as much as I don't, yes, and as much as I don't believe that people should worry about competition, because um, I think that if you create the right product, you don't need to worry about competition. By the same token, you need to know what's out there, because if you put out a pro- you have the go back to this MVP, the yeah, the minimum viable product. If you put out the minimum viable product. And you see, and and then you look in the your, the the marketplace around you, and you can see that there's there's products that are three times as good as yours. Then, you know, no one is going to buy your MVP product. So you've got to think, right? Okay, the best way to before you start, isn't it, is research. So, right, what's good about this one? What's bad about this one? And you evaluate all the things that are going on. So you might have three products you take into account: good points and bad points evaluation research you know okay so that's good that's not very good and then the next one then the next one and then the whole idea is you combine as much as you can into your new product so then you won't have competition and you say right okay if we take that one and add this one in from here and make this fantastic it's all in one place it's great yeah there's there may be some bad points that we haven't picked up on but we've taken the good points of all these other competitor products and we've put something out there which we can we which we can safely say at this moment in time, because um, things change, at this moment in time, it's better than the rest, or it's certainly a competitor to the rest. Yeah. That's exactly, isn't it? I mean, we, we did a, a podcast all around uh, innovation as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and and I, I guess a similar thing there is that yeah, don't you can look at the market, you can see what the trends are, what people are buying, or what people really like. You can see what's missing from that and add it to it. Yeah. You know? And then it, you will be more appealing. You know, you can make it better. Like I say, you don't want to fall into the trap all the time of adding more, but you want to look at improving, you know, and improving could just be things like um, making the, the, the kind of time to get results quicker. You know, it could be making them yeah, easier. Yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be a case of you're making the results even better. You know, you can just slightly tweak them in a, in a certain way there. And I think that there's lots of stuff that you know we can go into on that with the kind of innovation. And I think there's a great, I can remember a great tactic that, that I was taught years back. And it, and it was it, it was about writing a book. And so if you're writing a book on a, a certain topic, you know, then go to Amazon, look at the, the books that have sold really well, look at the comments to the people who have put, you know, the low kind of stars and see what, what they're saying is missing from the book or they wish they had from the book and then now when you write your book you can basically write that sort of stuff because you will you know you will basically get that audience then and i think that's that's a good thing for any kind of product or or anything what's going on is look look what's missing yeah and this is what we did with with our products is is we just went okay look 
we think the whole kind of personal development side, we think marketing as an industry, lots of people are saying, okay, look, you pay for us now and then that's it, you know? But what we're saying is, is that, okay, look, we want to support you along the way. Mm. So we'll put the, the different kind of infrastructure in place. So, you know, if you do have any kind of issue, you need some support, there's a messaging system you go through. You want to connect with like-minded people? Well, we create a social platform within our platform exactly. so you can do that, you know? It's like you want online training, you want online events, it's all in there, you know, because we're just always looking at, okay, look, how can we innovate what's going on and we can deliver what we deliver in a better way that's suitable to, to our customers? And that was, and, and it's interesting to talk about that with the, with the, of the platform. The, the, which isn't a Facebook platform, um, sorry, yeah. the membership area that isn't on Facebook, is because I know that, and obviously you probably, well, we both come across it, haven't we? Is that so many people say nowadays, oh, I don't do Facebook. So there's all these people that set up Facebook groups because they, they were the big thing. And that's the difference, isn't it? It's times move on. Yeah, they used to be the big thing and everyone had a Facebook group. And blah, blah. But nowadays people that oh, I, 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 no, I don't go on Facebook. So absolutely used to no point at all having a Facebook group because they're not going to go on to it. And because they don't like going on to Facebook, if you say, oh, if you say, well, we've just created a new Facebook group, people are automatically going to say, I don't want to know. I don't want to go on or, or another one. <laughs> like, yeah, or another one. Yeah, another, another Facebook group. That's the other thing. Yet another one. They got to stick this onto their pin pin on their on their Facebook page to, to to keep track of the group. So that's why we said, look, hang on a minute. People are saying this, and they like the fact that uh, that that membership area is all in the same place. Yeah. So there you go. They haven't got to keep switching from one to the other. And that was. Again, that's just improved their experience, I guess, but it's an improvement. That's the point. I mean, uh, on, on that topic as well, I mean, we just added an app. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that, yeah, yeah. You know, always yeah. talking about make, making it even better. I mean, this way, look, you've got an app on your phone that you just press and you're in your members area. Yeah. You, know, you can access the community. You can access support. You can watch on, on demand training. You can watch live training. You know, you can go through all the different bits and pieces all from an app. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and the reason we did that again is it's just like, look, we want to deliver the best. We, we're we looking at it going, oh, why, why do we want people that they have to log in this place on, you know, on a browser? And then they have to go and, you know, to Facebook to see something else. And then they have to read an email yeah. about something else as well. Why not just have it all in one place? That one place, yeah. It makes it easy, you know. And, and I'll be honest, mate, I think that, you know, so we've we got three kind of core services. The, the middle one we call Momentum Builder. Yeah, and this has to do with the group coaching, the kind of mentoring, guiding, instructing, training, support, all that kind of stuff in there. And kind of even going off track, losing my mind, what I'm, I'm even talking about now, because I'm like, there's so much in there. But that's, yeah. I think that's that's the point I was, I was about to make, is that we, we've really gone above and beyond where we can say, look, no one can touch us on what we're offering within there. You know, it is, it is state-of-the-art sort of stuff. We're, we're offering so much value in just that kind of infrastructure, let alone what we're teaching right yeah, yeah. that that stuff that we probably didn't even need to go to that level right no. to help people get to the next level that they want to get to yeah, yeah what we've done is just gone look we want to make it as easy for our, our clients as possible you know yeah. our audience that want to join they want to do they want to move forward they want to make money online they want to improve their business they want to you know they, they just want to move forward and they want that guidance and support and coaching and how to do so well look, let's just make it as easy as we can for them to get it yeah that's right and that's that's, that that that, i guess that yeah look we're talking about offering um and messaging 
I mean, that is, that is it, isn't it? I mean, look, what we've got there is the offering that we put together. Mm-hmm. So we've just gone, look, let's look at all of it. Let's let's yeah. give them all of it rather than going, okay, yeah, you, you can have a, we can do a group coaching session, but, you know, if you want more help from us, you have to pay more or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, nah, look, let's put it all together. Yeah. You know, we've got on-demand training. Well, look, you can have that. There's no need to pay separate for it. You can have all that, you know, because if you want to sit there and you want to, you know, I, I forget the top, the, the names that you've come up with, with for it. But instead of it just being like training, it's like knowledge builder. Yeah, knowledge builder, yeah. And, and we've got that like expertise builder as well. So it's like yeah. knowledge builder is we're talking about certain areas like sales funnels. We're talking about marketing strategy and we're really going deep into giving them the information behind it, you know, so that they can understand, they can build their knowledge. And then we've got the expertise side, which is kind of niching into a particular area. So it mm-hmm. could be, okay, like how do you develop your course? You yeah. know, well, look, you need these kind of steps to do so. You know, it's like we've got those two areas then. I took that idea, and that sounds a bit pompous, doesn't it? But I took that idea really from the whole point of, you know, university degrees and postgraduate degrees. Mm. So the university degree is that knowledge builder to be able to get to to your qualification, your degree. Uh, You've built up that that bank of knowledge to get there. Then the next step is a postgrad, postgraduate course. And so it's the same thing that we've tried to do here. Yeah, we've given you a knowledge builder to, to build you to the knowledge that you need to be able to uh, perform something well, do it, do it, you know, do it well to a good level. But then the expertise is saying, okay, let's let's take this one step up and you can really become an expert yourself so that you can you know you can create your another income stream for yourself because now you become an expert in this because you've gone through our training and stuff uh and and taking the lessons from it and say okay i'm now an expert in i don't know whatever facebook ads i don't know google ads i've got no idea but uh, yeah, yeah. But that, that, that's, that's the good thing is that you can choose right i mean that that yeah. is something that we we kind of wanted to to deliver there is that look the, the person that goes through that kind of training maybe they they get into kind of marketing strategy they get into sales funnels and, and lead generation and stuff like that and maybe they go you know what I'm, I'm really into ads here mm. to support this lead generation side i'm really into ads and i want to start doing ads for people mm. but all of a sudden they've just learned no skills within the momentum builder yeah exactly right? yeah so not only all the kind of other stuff that we're helping them improve their business and helping them do this and helping them learn that they can also pick up these skills that they can then charge other people for yeah exactly that's the <laughs> whole point isn't it what you're yeah, this is what we've we've always maintained we're 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 aiming to help a thousand businesses this year, and it's mm-hmm. a, it, it is not just to help so that they can improve their own business. Yeah. The help that actually gives them more knowledge that they can think, you know, I can start offering this myself, and yeah. you can get another biz- income stream onto their business yeah. because they're doing something else. I mean, yeah, I mean, if that helps people, the more the more it helps people the better we feel because we're giving, you know, giving that value and helping people to, to really start to achieve something big in their business. And of course, while we're doing it all the time, we're doing it. Sorry. We're blowing our own trumpet. a lot. No, I, no, no, I, I, I think it's right though. I mean, but, and, and while we're doing it, we're learning as well. So we're, I, we're thinking, hang on, what is it that we don't know? So that, you know, those are questions that we're asking ourselves. So we're constantly going on to other people's training, looking at other people who are the, the, the kind of the thought leaders in the marketing world and picking their brains to find out what else we can offer that is going to be really useful for the, the I won't say, I don't hate the word average, but the, the business owners who are still progressing through this, um, through this knowledge curve. 
I don't know, man. I was I was gonna pick up on that. I was gonna say, look, it does sound like we're bigging ourselves up a bit, but you know, we but we believe in it. I think that that's the big that's part of the the thing with your offering as well. That you have to believe in it. Yeah, yeah. And that whole thing, you know, of yeah, okay, look, we're looking to help a thousand business owners. I mean, look, our our thought process behind it with with doing all this as well is that I mean, we we are pissed off at you know how people are getting cheated and ripped yeah. off and and stuff like that out there. You know, where people are saying, you need this, you, you need that. And it's because they said it, you yeah. know, that they're saying that's why you need it. You never yeah. get them turn around and say, actually, do you know what? You probably need, you know, some, some good kind of videos, you know, at the minute, you know, not SEO, you probably need some videos. You never get that if it's an SEO person, right? No, exactly. You know, because there's always a conflict of interest. And it's like, that's the whole thing with us. Like, look, we, we, we I mean, the, the whole kind of um, support system is called unbiased assist because we're not trying to sell you anything we're not trying to you know say oh yeah you need this and this is how much we're charged for it you know we, we can we got people that we can put you in touch with of course but you know we can give you the answer yeah you know and, and how to do things yourself or how to go about it but the whole point there is that yeah look we've created this because we fully believe that what we deliver is a value yeah and we know that there's a that there's an audience out there that need it yeah you know, Absolutely. so we put it together in, in, in that kind of way. So it's like, I, I, was, I was going to ask the question to you, like, why do you think most of the time when people put offers out there, you know, um, and maybe I'm saying offers, it makes it sound again as if it's a, a short-term offer, but sometimes it is. I think that's how they present it, mm. is that a short-term offer. A lot of the times they fail. I, and I, I was going to ask you, why do you think that is? But I, I think that there is, is probably one of the big things is that they don't 100% believe in it. Yeah, I think it's passion. I think, yeah, um, you know, we come back to to the messaging, isn't it? People buy from people. You might have a one-man business. You might have a 10-man business. But let's, say, let's say woman as well, man. And well, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, case, right? Person, person. <laughs> so, um, so but people buy from people. And they, they can tell your passion. When you, when you start... Um, talk about what you do and, and you're passionate and people already start to invest that they're wow that's you know really really that person's really passionate about that and they straight away start to get on board with you so i think it's to do with that i think it's also to do with um yeah being authentic so for example i was um i did a challenge the other day and i haven't actually done it now because i'm it really pissed me off um I started doing a challenge the other day and it was from the states and it was that it, it ended up it would have been 11 it would have been a webinar, an hour webinar, 11 o'clock at night, UK time. So I thought, nah, okay, maybe. And I knew that one night I wouldn't be able to do it. So I asked them about the replays. I had to pay for every replay. Wow. And you think, what? Um, which is what we, we don't do, obviously, because we value the customers. So things like that, you know, simple little things is that, oh, you got to pay $27 for each one of these replays. You think, I'm sorry. That's why I have that, that, that is a big tactic at the minute. You know, yeah. that, that happens a lot. And you get $27. I've seen it as $7. No, no, no. But isn't that, but $7 that's not to buy authentic, is it? It's just not genuine. It's kind of like, I'm going to make money from you. Yeah. It's special. straight off the bat. Yeah, yeah. Straight off the bat. It's like, look, yeah. I, I, we, uh, do you know what the, you know the best thing there as well? And, and this, this touches on, on messaging, I think, because the messaging with on the challenge copy Right, the, the actual kind of you need to get into this challenge is all about we want to help you. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's oh, we want to help you overcome this and we want to help yeah. you achieve that. And, you know, if you join our webinar, we're going to show you it and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, so, look, if you're really trying to help me, 
why have I got to play, pay for a replay? Exactly, yeah. You know? You know? And it's like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't think they should have that replay open all the time. And, you know, people... No, no, there's a the time limit. Yeah, buy yeah, it. Yeah, I think, I think if you give someone two days, right? If you say, look, yeah. we're, we're going to do the live webinar. It's 11 o'clock, you know, um, on the PM UK time. But you know what? You've got 36 or 48 hours before, yeah. you know, we take it down. We, It'd we be, take it down. You know, within it, that, that's fine. But if you want to keep them forever... Pay the $27. Yeah. That, no, that's, I think there's no issue with that, you know? No, that's that's totally acceptable. And yeah. I think the, pro- the problem is that the problem is that, you know, we go out to a global audience. Yeah. So everyone, you know, in different time zones, when we set, when we do this, you know, when we do the, the podcast goes out, people, are, there's some people who think, oh, I'm not going to be watching that in the middle of the night, but it's on repeat. When we do a webinar, we record it and we say, okay, for three days, you can, you can get the recording with the offers and anything else that we, we we do with it as well, because it's for the benefit of people around the globe who, who when we're doing our webinar, they're fast asleep, which is, you know, everyone needs to sleep. But even, I mean, look, let's go one step further with that as well. I mean, the actual training that we do. So, you know, we, we've got different, um, you know, some of those, those core offers that we have group coaching and group training, you know, and straight away, we we were looking at what the best time is. Yeah, we were. What we can do it live because we're going, okay, look, we, we do have customers from the States, you know, and if we're doing that at, at 10 a.m. UK time and it's like, you know, 12 p.m. or something like that. And mate, no, if you're listening from the States, like we love you, but the States are so big that we can't, we can't please everyone from the States at the same time. You know, yeah, yeah. So we, we kind of went with our time that we were just like, look, this is the time that we're going to do it live. You know, and we even said, look, we're going to add in a few little kind of chats and stuff like that that we can do at different times. But the whole point is that look, all the training is recorded, yeah, and put into the members area so that you know if you if you can't make it or whatever, it's there. You know, and that that thing, like I said, that that whole kind of messaging is that you can just tell straight off the bat then that it's not transparent in a way where they're saying we want to help you, we want to help you achieve this and everything. You know, well, you're not trying to help me; you're just trying to sell stuff to me yeah you know because you know and and that thing as well let, let's be totally honest a lot of the times with challenges is that the challenges stack right that whole thing like an hour on a webinar right so all of a sudden someone's running a, a challenge next week well you have to find find five hours yeah yeah just yeah. to watch the video yeah just to watch the webinar you yeah. probably don't have to find another five hours to actually complete whatever it is they're saying to you to do yeah so after the first or second night you're going to be behind exactly Right. And that and, comes, sorry, go on. No, I'm just going to say, and then that's when you fall into that trap of, I can't keep up, so I need the replay. Yeah. Or yeah. it's $27. Yeah. No? So so going, going back to your original question, um, why, do, why, do, why, do, why do offers sometimes fall flat in their face? I think it's, um, you know, I'd say it's the passion. Making it, the offer's got to be made really accessible. I mean, not giving away everything for free. I'm not talking about no. that. But make it really accessible and valuable um, to your to your, your your prospective customer or your client, whatever. So that's your authenticity as well. Like you said, we really want to help you. So be authentic about, yes, so we are going to help you. So if you live in, yeah, wherever you live, we record it so you can watch it whenever time you like. Um, so you're actually offering the help. Uh, and um, and then the messaging is all about you know we the messaging then also comes across that uh, it becomes across really really passionate and genuine because they can people can see the product and they can see all the things you're offering and your messaging is saying that we really want to help you and 
And then people see from what you're doing that actually, yeah, that's the case. You really do want to help. So yeah. I think authenticity is a huge thing in, in, in copy. Um, yeah, which, I mean, let, let's pick up on that as well. I mean, that whole thing about wanting to help people, yeah. it doesn't mean it has to be for free. No, 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 you, no. You, you, can, you can and you do have to charge for that. You need to eat as well, <laughs> right? You know, it's, it's like that kind of thing. You have to charge for that because that you, you have to make money in your business because the more money you can make in your business, the more of a change you can make yeah. on, on and, your audience and stuff like that. And you're, you're giving people a transformation and yeah. there's a value to that. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think that is something that people, I think that like definitely people that, people that I've spoke with before where you say, look, you know, th- this is how you need to put your messaging across in a way that, you know, you are looking to, to help them get this transformation. And I think that is a bit of an objective that comes back is just like, and, and I think that's probably sometimes what people moan about from marketers is that, you know, it, it's always kind of basically coming across as if you're doing the person a favor, you know, by, by letting them buy your, your product. And it's like, you are, <laughs> you know, you are, it, it's just like, you know, if, if you can, if you can see someone making a mistake, you know, are you not that's going huge. to try and help them? Yeah, that's that's huge. You know, and and again, blowing our own trumpet, but it, yeah, we're not the only ones. But it's it's we have invested so much time and money in the past that, and we've made horrendous mistakes. And what we're trying to do is stop everyone else yeah. making the same mistakes. Because again, you know, this comes back to helping people. We want to help people not go through the same heartache that we've gone through. Make them, yes, they're, they're, bound to make, they're bound to make mistakes at some point. Of course they are, because they're going to be learning. But we want to, want to, we want to get them to avoid the huge bear traps that we've fallen into. Um, uh, but there will be mistakes along the way. Don't get me wrong. We can't avoid that. But um, much. Because but there, we'll, was, we'll make there was a presentation I was watching. Was this guy, he, he, had a, he has a, a marketing agency. He was doing this presentation and I can remember he, he was going through it and he, he said about like 80% of marketing fails. You know, he said it and people give up and they, they don't push through. And he said, I'm sure, you know, you marketers here, here will agree is that, you know, you have to push through. And it's like, for me, that whole kind of thing of, I can remember like what, seeing it on screen saying 80% of marketing fails. And it's like, we've said on this podcast, however many times that all marketing works. It just depends on how you're setting it up to make it work for you. Yeah. And as soon as that came up, the like 80% of marketing fails. I can remember like, uh, hey, I'll be honest, like, being a bit of a dick, I kind of just like was sat back in my head going, yeah, not mine. Mine works a, a bit better. But, you know, I was, I was looking at, at this kind of stat and I was thinking, I'm like, it is probably true because it is people who are trying stuff for themselves. Like you, you quite rightly said with, with Facebook ads, oh yeah, we'll, we'll put some money into Facebook ads and we can do that ourselves and all this kind of stuff. And what happens is, is so many people try stuff and it, it doesn't really work. The whole kind of benefit by having someone like us on site, right? And not even, not even the training, not even anything like that, but just being able to, to kind of send through to support that kind of thing and just get the, the right kind of answer is it limits that, not, not, not taking that 80% to zero, but you can take that 80% down to 5%, 10%, you know, and, and make it so that, you know, you're getting those shortcuts. So you're not making the same mistakes that, that we made years yeah, ago. Exactly. So we, yeah. we, we've made them in, in our own kind of thing where we go, no, that, that didn't work how it should have worked. What was yeah. the reason for that? That's, I think that's the big thing, isn't it? Is that when something doesn't work, we, we, we look into that. We, we diagnose we why it time, didn't yeah, work. Exactly. You know? it's the why, so the, so the why, when we do it next time, or if we were, were doing it with a client or something like that and it didn't work, we can quickly 
adapt to make it work. And I think that's the big thing is that when people try to do things themselves and it doesn't work, they can't quickly adapt. They're just like, oh, it didn't work. Yeah. And I think there's another, there's another aspect to Facebook ads, which took me, I guess it took me a while to understand. Well, yeah, it did. Um, and that is that initially you're going to lose money on Facebook ads. You, you will, the, you know, if, if you want to get into Facebook ads, be prepared that you will lose money to start with because you've got to find out what works. Yeah. It's very, very seldom you're going to put a Facebook ad that is brilliant response to start with. There's going to be, there's, there, there's going to be all sorts of tweaks you need to make. But the point is you get it out there. Um, yeah. but, but that's the whole thing. Well, once you hit the streak of something that's working, and uh, once it starts to hit that gold seam where all of a sudden it's now bringing the revenue, it makes up four or five times of the money yeah. you've lost. I mean, but this it. is the thing that it took me a while to understand. You've got to be prepared to say, right, I've got a, a pot of money here. I'm going to put into whatever ad, and I know it's going to disappear. But what it's going to do is going to bring me back so much data that I know, hang on a minute, tweak this, do that, do that. This is what's going to work. You think if it is well, though, I think like that, that's, that's a great point to kind of, I guess we wrap up this episode now on kind of offerings and messaging. And obviously that said, we'll go into more deeper elements of offering next time. Yeah. yeah. And we'll go into deeper elements of messaging after that, but, but that there with Facebook as it, it takes a bit of time, right? I mean, the amount of times I've heard people, oh yeah, I'm going to chuck a hundred quid into, (laughs) into Facebook ads and see what happens or, uh, what I do is I'll invest a bit and see how it works, and then if it you know works, then I'll put more in. If it doesn't, I won't. And it's like there's no point in even starting, you know, no. because it, quite rightly, like you said, it, it takes time. But the big thing there is the kind of machine learning and stuff like that. You can get some results. I don't get us wrong. You can get some results, but what you don't get is the the real kind of output for what's going to happen if you you set up with looking at a longer term strategy with ads and stuff like that to support an offering that is already working. You have proof of concept and stuff like that, but that right there about it taking time i think that is most marketing tactics and tools as a whole yeah i think so you know i think that there's not much within marketing that we can go oh do you know what let's do some of that kind of marketing let's do some of this kind of marketing and you know we'll, we'll see what happens you know and, and stuff like that um and and we'll see you know what comes back because it takes time for that to pick up and i think it's just the same as if we said that you go into the gym you know, it's it, it it's going to require some effort. It's going to hurt a bit to begin yeah. with, right? And then and then it's going to get easier and it's going to get better and you're going to start getting the results. It's mm-hmm. exactly the same with, with marketing. Now, what you can do, and I think this is probably the, the big thing with getting your offering right and getting your messaging right, is you can get a quick win. You can put, put it out there, you know, between an audience, uh, in front of an audience that you already have, that kind of already know you and stuff like that, and yeah. you can say we have this offering. Yeah. That you know, do do you want it? And you can get people in that way. But for it to be sustainable and for it to continue, that's where the marketing needs to come into play to, yeah. to make it yeah. happen. And this is this is goes back to the to, to the to that fortune is in the fortune. Well, no, the fortune's in the follow. Is it was it um about how the list, you know, getting it building a big list. Building a list of people, not not a big list. Again, I think people have a bit of a misnomer about having a list of thousands and thousands and thousands of people on their email list. You want a list of people who are active and who are who love your stuff. It's, it's pointless having a list of ten thousand people if only one thousand of them are ever going to buy your stuff. Yeah. You may as well just stay with a list of one thousand. 
Um, but that's the whole point. If you build up your list and the quick wins come from, they know you, they've already may have bought from you or they've seen you around They, you know, they interact with you. So you put your product out there and that's where you can start to get those quick wins, like you said. But yeah, then, yeah, then you have to keep building that list of people who are going to carry on. That's when the marketing comes in because just selling to one to one list is not sustainable for any real length of time without that list being added to. I think that, that that's a great point. Like to, just to finish on here is that if we look at it with us, uh, we, we said obviously that the last podcast episode we said twenty six. You know that that's six months, but we didn't really start the business until three months ago, <laughs> and we didn't really start taking on clients until probably about a month ago. Yeah, but the whole point there is the clients that came in initially were the ones that knew us. Mm. They, yeah, yeah. Knew that, they knew that we had delivered results before. They knew that they could trust us. They, they knew that we, we spoke a, a, a lot of sense in, in what we do, you know, and they come in because they're just like, look, I know I can trust these guys. I know what they've done before. You know, I can see that what they're saying now I want, you know, yeah. and this is a, a great opportunity to get involved. Whereas then the next kind of wave required some marketing. Yeah, of course. You know, and we probably haven't even seen the, the, the real fruits to that labor. No, you know, yet. yet. You know, and it's a, it's, it's a longer term play and stuff like that. But that's the whole thing. They say you can get some quick quick wins from, you know, having the right offering and having the right messaging. And I think that's the that's the big thing of look, yeah. Next week, we we'll dive into that offering, offering. because look, if you, I, I don't want to say it this way because I, I don't want to. It, it's kind of come across as kind of like um, installing like false beliefs and stuff like that. But if you do want to make money quickly. You have to get that offering right. Mm. So you have to package that offering right to be able to put out there for people to want it. So that's yeah. what we're looking at doing is how we build that up. Yeah. So like, I think that, that's the big thing that these next two episodes are going to be really valuable to you. So make yeah. sure you don't miss them. And if you follow it along, you will see some results in, in what you're doing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's, that's it. I think I'll, I'll wrap it up there. That, that's it from me. Is there anything else you want to add? No, not really. I think it's just, it's just it. I think just the, the very initial message, I think just keep saying that is that your offering and your message are intertwined. You can't yeah. have one without the other. And, and look, for, for any marketing to work, you have to have those two right. Yeah. You've got that, to that's it basically, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, Mark, it's always been a pleasure. Indeed. Yeah. And with you. I'll catch you next time. I'll see you yeah, then. Okay. Cheers, Jamie. Bye. Bye.